on set, she came. She comes up to me. She puts her hand on my shoulder, and I and she said, uh, "Acting like I'm in love with you was the most difficult acting challenge I have ever done." And I said, "Thank you, Julie." And I'm sorry. <laughs> she said, "I'm a I'm a method actor. Method, but even I have limits." <laughs> <laughs> We're all living in a world gone geek. It's time to geek hard or go home. The podcast is real. Here's your host, Grounded Geek. Hello and welcome to World Gone Geek. I am your host, Jeff, a.k.a. Grounded Geek. And it has been a minute since we last saw you and you last saw us. We are so glad to be back. Took a little extended hiatus. Lots of different things going on. Job things, family things for all of us uh, have been kind of juggling for the last few months uh, since the holidays. But we're back. we got a guest tonight we're looking forward to talking to. We're glad you're here. We're going to be giving away some rental codes, Redbox rental codes for Little Dixie from Paramount Pictures. We're going to be doing that in just a little bit. So don't go anywhere. Stay with us. And uh, we're going to get right into the show. Before we do, I want to introduce my uh, co-host, who is the most. And here he is. <laughs> Utah, shoot, welcome. <laughs> Greetings, pro programs. You almost got me on a spit take there with that host, is the co-host with the most. It's no, there's no Aaliyah, Aaliyah with us tonight. Um, oh, yeah. We are uh, um, missing Aaliyah, but uh, she is in Philly, I believe. She's in Philly. Yeah, and I asked her if she, if what's the atmosphere there since they're prepping the for their team to go to the Super Bowl, and she had yeah, no but, idea. But the, super, well, but the Super Bowl's not in Philly, so there well, wouldn't be any. The fans are there, though. Not everybody in Philly is getting up and going, right? I mean, many of them uh, will, fair, will watch. Fair. I will, hey, there. I will say here here in Cleveland Heights, uh, there's a lot of excitement because the Kelsey brothers, yeah. uh, one who plays for Kansas City, one who plays for the Eagles, are playing against each other in the Super Bowl, and they are both graduates of Heights High. Nice. That's, that's Cleveland Heights High School for those who aren't aware. Yeah, Anyways, I saw, saw pictures of the, their mom with the uh, split shirt, right? Split, that's like yep. both their numbers and both their colors and everything. Yeah, that would be kind of interesting. That house, yeah, I mean, she wins no matter what, right? She um, wins no matter what. The Kelsey that, family wins no matter what. There, there are KC and Eagles flags, uh, both flying from the same house, same house, uh, multiple houses in the neighborhood. It's it's kind of cool. That's fine. Yeah. It's fun. Well, um, so again, we're back. This has been a little while. I, I've, I'm already feeling a little bit. I'm trying to shake the rust off a little bit because I've not been. Has it has it here. been since last year? Has it been since last yeah. year? <laughs> First time, yeah, that we've been back <laughs> since last year. Um, because yeah, just there's been so, a lot going on. Obviously, life happens, been, man. Doing life a lot. Happens. I've been doing a lot. Um, you are in the middle of uh, another play. You guys just had a matinee. We were chatting briefly about yes. that. You yes, are in yes. SpongeBob the Musical. Tell us about yes. that. Yes, I am in uh, Mighty Goliath Productions uh, production of the SpongeBob Musical. And I have been typecast as Old Man Jenkins <laughs> because they said, you know what, Utah? You are an old man. So you don't even have to act. You can be Old Man Jenkins. <laughs> so yeah, we had I a remember, matinee today. I remember when you were doing the auditioning for that and I was so tempted because I, I think I would make a great Mr. Krabs, but I don't sing very well. So I was like, See, I, I thought you, about it and I'm like, I don't know. I'd have to. 
You would make a great Mr. Krabs if he didn't have to sing. Is that what you're saying? Well, I mean, because it's, it's a voice, though. He does a voice. Like, you know what I mean? It's yes. like he sings in it a voice. It is very much. There's a specific voice. But, yeah, then, yeah, yeah. Um, but then, you know, but if, when it comes to like the real getting into real singing, like the whole a tune, the well, that's hard for me. So I was like, eh. Maybe another. We'll see someday. Maybe. Well, hey, and what's great about Mighty Goliath Productions is if you want to be involved and be on stage in the ensemble, you don't have to audition. They're all very much about trying to uh, give everyone the theater experience. So if you just want to get on stage and just do maybe some dance numbers and some singing or. Do wow, you don't want me to dance either. <laughs> uh, you know what? Look, but again, you know, Mr. Krabs, like, I feel like I have. You just uh, got to you, you have to make character choices. Look, I'm old man Jenkins, and uh, so I made the character choice of dancing like old man Jenkins. So <laughs> there you go. Um, I mean, you know, a great show though. Thing, well, I've seen it on uh, um, Paramount, Paramount Plus. Plus, yeah. yeah, and watched the the recording of the Broadway musical, and that that show was way better than it ever had any right to be. Like I had no idea yeah. how good it was going to be. I thought, eh, this is going to be silly, but you know what? Let's watch it. I loved it. So fun. It's got, it, great. It, it, it has a surprising amount of heart. I mean, when you think about a musical based on a, you know, children's television show, um, you know, you, you kind of don't expect uh, a lot of depth to it. But sure. there's some really, it's a really heartwarming show. It really is. And yeah. what's also, what's also impressive to me is that the music is written by various people. Oh my gosh. It's not written so by one. Big, it's not. Right. I mean, you know, Sarah Barry Ellis wrote one. Jonathan Colton wrote a couple songs. Aerosmith wrote a song. Uh, David Bowie and Brian Eno wrote a song. That's Plain great. White Tees, uh, Lady Antebellum. So, I mean. Uh, and you can tell too, if you, if you like sit through and, and listen to the songs and you know who wrote songs, you'd be like, oh, that definitely sounds like, uh, that definitely sounds like a Bowie tune or that's so Aerosmith. It's ridiculous. Um, so, um, yeah. I, it's, I, a, I it's, it's a fun, it's a fun musical. It's a good show. That's another one that I had no idea, uh, what I was expecting. Expect, what to expect other than I've seen the show, the SpongeBob show, but I didn't know. Um, but last week I got to see a musical uh, here in Cleveland. The playhouse uh, was Hades town. And I got to be oh, honest. Fantastic. So show. That's the first time I've gone to one of these, to a Broadway show where I had no prior knowledge. Like I've seen the, post, not even the music. I've, seen the, I've never heard the music. I don't know what it's about. Wow. Other than Hades town makes me think there's, gods or something to do with hell involved right and greek yeah and um well i wasn't even 100 sure greek i mean i know hades is greek but you know what i mean like i didn't know it was going to be like a greek story a greek tragedy and um oh my gosh it's so amazing and i was just oh, so it's fantastic the music is so good it is oh yeah everything about it I, my is... mind was blown how well <laughs> I just had, isn't it great and, and i wonder no, I, I still would have been just blown away by it, I think, if I'd heard before. But I think the fact that I went in completely blind and deaf, I guess, to, to what, what I'm about <laughs> to see, and then was just hit with just, I mean, the band was phenomenal. Like, oh, you know, and, and, even when they weren't yeah, singing, and, and, like, those, guys, the, those guys were amazing. And yes, the music, yes. the style, um, everything and, was beautiful. It's uh, the, the set design, the set production, uh, very clever. I love 
Um, you know, I love how this, I love how the show starts, you know, I mean, the show doesn't start in your typical yeah, fashion with an overture and a curtain rises and all right. this stuff. No, no, no. It's very, um, I don't want to say audience interactive, but yeah. it, it recognizes that they're on stage and that there is an audience. Right. Well, they um, just, they just walk out too. Like there's, yeah, like, they just there's they walk they out like they're, and Leanne and I are sitting there and Leanne goes, Oh, hello. <laughs> like where, where did the people come from? <laughs> like the stage I is guess it's starting. <laughs> it's really great. Yeah. They just started talking and we're like, Oh, hi. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, 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 and one of the best trombone parts for any. Oh my any God. Musical. He's so good. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just insane. So it's great. just, the, everything about about it is really great. Yeah, yeah, totally. It's just amazing. It's a great show. Highly recommended. So we've, there's been a lot of stuff that has happened in pop culture. We obviously aren't going to have time to go into it all tonight. So in the in the upcoming shows, we've got a lot of different conversations we're going to have. Oscar nominees came out. Um, oh, which, that's right. And weren't the Grammys? Didn't the Grammys happen? The Grammys are tonight, actually. So right after this, I believe. Right. Yeah. Oh, it, they? No, they were yesterday. My bad. What is today? I was going to say, because I, I just, oh, I just, today. I just. I, it's today. Some of the early ones have already been given out, like the audio book, uh, things like but the big okay. show performances. Audio book. That. That's why I saw the headline that there's another ego. Viola Davis. Yes. I was going to bring that up. It's funny. We we're both, see, we're on the same page. We know what we're saying. Viola Davis with an EGOT. That's well the deserved. Emmy, Grammy, Oscar, and Tony. She's won two Tonys, by the way. Um, yeah. So she was, you know, she was trying to replace that Grammy with an extra Tony. And it's like, no, it doesn't work that. Doesn't that's a, count. That's a, that's a T-tot. No, I'm, or no. It's not an E-tot. <laughs> E-tot. There you go. I can figure out how to say it. Um, well, I, mean, I guess yeah. you can put the two T's at the end. Yacht. No. There you go. She's got to her. Uh, to toe. Got her Grammy now. She, that's, that's, she's only one of 18 people. Yeah. To have, to have achieved that. So congratulations to her. That was pretty amazing. Absolutely. I saw that. Um, I was happy. Yeah, so the Grammys just happened, and the rest of those will happen tonight. Oscar nominees, we're going to have a show about the Oscar nominees, and obviously we'll do an Oscar pre-show like we usually do. That's in March. Mm -hmm. um, the, another thing that we're going to cover in upcoming episodes, the DC shakeup. Lots of things happening. Oh, yes. And the they, uh, they, they announced uh, a bunch of stuff, too, yeah? Yeah, and I have a lot of controversial opinions about that, so we'll... Uh, <laughs> oh, good. Hot takes, hot takes. I have some hot takes. Well, I think they're only <laughs> hot takes for a certain audience of Snyder fans that live out there. That Those oh, are the Jesus. ones that are going to be angry with me. But um, but that's that's where we are. And then... Um, uh, and then we're going to, we're trying to get Tom Tennant in here for another uh, Marvel Cinematic Universe because we've got Quantumania coming I know, out. Oh, it keeps on going, that Marvel and, Cinematic uh, Universe. Yeah, there's some big stuff in store. So we're definitely have a lot to talk about when it comes to that. And it's going to be exciting. So um, that being said, we do have, uh, I've, I've just lost the page that I was supposed to read off of. So give me one second here. This is not unusual for our show. No, uh, not at all. We have uh, some uh, movie rentals to give away from Redbox and Paramount Pictures. Yay. And, uh, it is a movie, little movie called Little Dixie with uh, Frank Grillo, who I have become a very big fan of. Frank Grillo is awesome. I'm telling you what, he's done some, uh, ever since he's been in the Marvel movies, I love That's him in those. But then totally. he did, uh, what's the name of the one that he did for Hulu that is like a... Uh, the video game one? Yeah, what was that called? Uh, uh, it's so good, we forgot the title. I know, but that was so great. Like it, That's another movie that was like, 
under the radar and just ended up being boss really level. fun. That's something it, level, level, boss level. Boss level. Really, really good. Well, Frank Grillo is back. He's got a new movie coming out. It's from Paramount. It's uh, and it's uh, it looks really good. Get ready for nonstop action with Little Dixie now streaming on Redbox. Frank Grillo and Eric Dane star in this revenge thriller. An ex special forces operative caught in the crosshairs of a corrupt governor and a ruthless drug lord, he fights what? to take down the cartel. Stream Little Dixie instantly on Redbox on demand today. Rated R from Paramount Pictures, and we would like to give someone a copy of that. So if you right here. One. Well, I tell you what, I'm, I'll give one away right now. If there, we have one person in the chat, <laughs> if they will just say hello. I'm going to give you a code. Um, <laughs> so, oh, somebody's, offering, somebody's in there offering. Uh, uh, There's a offering promotion. That. Promotion. Oh wait, is that? Oh no, wait. I don't want to. No, we don't want to talk about the car warranty. I'm sorry. Our one, our one viewer at that moment is, uh, and it was a spam bot trying to sell us something. Isn't that hilarious? Um, no. We know not, not a lot of people in the viewing audience right now, especially since we're just coming back from a hiatus, um, but also because our we know that oh our no, main audience, My connection is going bad. Uh-oh. Yeah, you are getting a little choppy there. Our main audience is in the podcast oh. audience. And so since there's nobody in our oh. live audience right now, uh, if you are listening to the podcast right now, all you got to do is go to our website, back. Okay, you do that. Worldcongeek.com. And you'll see a little chat bubble down in the bottom corner. Click that little chat bubble and uh, tell us who you are, your email, and uh, that you would like to uh, get a copy of Little Dixie. We will send you a code for that right away. So uh, again, if you're in the chat audience right now, the first person to ask for one, I'm going to give you a red box code for Little Dixie. But if you're hearing this on the podcast, which lots of you are, um, I will. the first three people to leave me a message there are going to get copies of it as well. So uh, go leave us a chat there and uh, we'll see you then. Utah's Hello. back. Welcome. All right. I can hear you. Can you hear me? You, uh, you aren't as choppy. Oh my gosh. Is your connection bad? Cause you're not responding to me. This is the internet folks. Thank you. <laughs> I lost him again. All right. So uh, that was our promotion from Paramount. Thank you Paramount for providing those for us and for um, having faith in our little show. We appreciate that. <clears throat> Now I got to tell you a little bit about our guest because I'm going to bring him on so that I have someone to talk to if I lose Utah, uh, continue to use lose Utah on night. So here we go. Ryan Koo is our guest tonight. He is a comedian, actor, and musician from Seoul, South Korea. He has performed comedy clubs, colleges, universities, and festivals across the nation, such as the New York Comedy Festival and the Crazy Woke Asians Festival, where he received the Rising Star Award. Recently, he was one of the comedians on LMAOF Los Angeles, a comedy show on OnlyFans. So he's he's an OnlyFans star as well, I guess. Um, the uh, he's a, but his acapella cover of Spider Man theme song is kind of where uh, he he went viral for a little while. People were really talking about that. It was featured on um, Inside the Magic, uh, and uh, we're going to play that right now, and then we're going to talk to him because uh, I would love to. Uh, to do that. So here comes uh, Ryan Koo with his little acapella Spider-Man. Spider-Man, Spider-Man Does whatever a spider can Spins a web any size Catches thieves just like flies Look out, here comes the Spider-Man 
Kenny's a strong Listen bud He's a radioactive bud Can he swing from a thread Look overhead And there goes the Spider-Man In the chill of night At the scene of a crime Like a dream He arrives just in time Spider-Man, Spider-Man Friendly neighborhood Spider-Man Dolphin fame he ignores Action is his reward to him Life is a great big pain Whenever there's a hate You'll find a Spider-Man in the chill of night at the scene of a crime like a dream of life he arrives just in time Spider-Man, Spider-Man friendly neighborhood Spider-Man welcome to fame he explores action is important to him life is a great big pain whenever there's a hate you'll find the Spider-Man All right, that is Ryan Koo with uh, Spider Man. Now we welcome to the show Ryan Koo. Welcome. Thank Hi. You. Hey, Jeff. Good to see Hi. you. I'm good. Good to see you too. I lost my co host somewhere in the middle. He keeps popping in and out. His internet is coming in and going. It so, happens. It happens. I know. At least I have one of you guys to talk to. That's right. Otherwise, this would have been a very weird podcast. It would have been it a solo been. episode. It sure would have. Yeah. And I, I would. Nobody wants to hear me talk to myself. <laughs> I would do no it. One wants- That's the sad thing is I would continue, but <laughs> it would be pretty, it would be pretty sad. <laughs> um, welcome to the show. Uh, I uh, love that video. It's so funny because I've been following you on Facebook and, and Instagram and some of your comedy uh, stuff there. And that's where I was like, okay, this guy is hilarious. We should, we should talk to him. And when I told uh, my co-host Utah about it, he's like, is that the same guy who did the Spider-Man thing? And I'm like, wait a minute. I don't know. And I, I had never made that connection. But now we have. And so you you said you even forgot that you did this in the chat here. Uh, how long ago was that? Oh, man. Well, well, before I answer that, so Utah saw the Spider-Man video, but you saw me from the stand-up video. Exactly. Is that right? Yeah. Wow. That's funny. Kind of a... Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Well, I mean, I look crazy different in that stand-up video. That's when I had shorter hair and I didn't shave for like months. Yeah. Hey, Utah, you're back. Hey. There he is. <laughs> oh, the internet pipes are so clogged up, and I don't understand why. Yeah. It's okay. It happens. I mean, this Good is a really you, cool Ryan. setup, by the way. Good to see you, oh, too, Utah. You. Nice to meet you. Um, oh, well, Jeff just asked me. Well, we just talked about how you knew me from my Spider-Man video, but Jeff knew me from my stand-up video. So it was like a <laughs> weird moment when you guys realized... Yeah, I was the same guy, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> you do look yeah, very different, sp- as you said. Like oh, you what did you say? Yeah, totally different yeah. hair. You got the I beard. Look way different. Yeah. 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 Um, but you asked me when I made that Spider-Man video. Um, it had to have been, I think, 2020. 
I think mm. 2020, so maybe three, two and a half to three years ago. It's been yeah. a while. Yeah. Was it a, was it a COVID project? A lot of people did those types of things when they were going stir crazy. Yeah. I, do you, did you, do you guys watch Parks and Rec by any chance? Yeah. Yeah. Do you know, do you remember when Ben got depressed and he started making claymation films or something? <laughs> yes. That was, so the, the acapella project was like kind of my depressed claymation activity so i would not go into like a downward spiral sure. so i made a bunch of acapella videos you did yeah so there are a few of them yeah and all of them i i arranged everything myself i recorded every part i edited That's everything amazing so it take, took hours but so it, it definitely took my mind off of like the world going to i hope i can i cuss I mean, yeah, we're, so we're family friendly, but it's like PG-13. Oh, okay. I'll bleep oh, it if it's really bad on no, our no, podcast. No, 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 I don't have to cuss. I don't have no, to cuss. I mean, so it took my mind off of the world, you know, going, going to, to crap. Going to going to shizzle, yeah. Or yeah, yeah, shizzle. Shizzle's good. Yeah. But, um, you know, it, it, yeah, so that's, that, that was my, my uh, depressed activity, yeah. I feel you. Yeah. For, for me, it was uh, doing a ukulele cover every day. Yeah. yeah, I did that. I did that for about a year, and uh, it was just yeah. you needed a creative outlet or just something to distract you from, you know, lockdown and just crap of COVID and everything else. Uh, you oh so. yeah, definitely, definitely. But, but um, granted, I didn't like do an Avengers theme acapella with like how how many tracks were in that was that in that Avengers acapella? There was a crap oh, load of yeah. There were so many one. tracks you did. Yeah, that one, I think there were over 30. My gosh. That one was real. That one really took a toll on me. Um, I, I bet. Yeah. Cause I, but I was kind of addicted after a while. Like it was kind of like my routine and I couldn't stop. But that one, after that, that really burnt me out a little bit. Uh, but yeah, that one had like over 30. Um, and. Yeah, putting it all together was crazy. And at Ooh. one moment, I like didn't save, so I lost a lot of stuff. So I had to do oh, it again. Funny. Yeah, but that one was a lot of fun too. Um, it came out great. Thank you. Yeah, those acapella videos. Um, you'll notice how the sound and video gets better and better with each one because I was just experimenting. Right. So I really wish that in the earlier videos, I have the knowledge now because I'm like, oh, man, I could have done that one so much better. But it was like literally my first time trying to mix everything and edit everything. So, yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, totally. Yeah, there are a lot of things I, I learned along the way. So you're exactly right. Not only was the journey of uh, doing something to keep you occupied, but also learning the skills to do that thing that was occupying you better. Yeah. Um, yeah. Just the just the video editing part I took for granted. And I'm like, oh yeah, there's a lot of stuff I didn't even realize. Oh uh, so <laughs> it's just it's the worst. Looking up YouTube videos on how to do video editing. Oh my exactly. god. Exactly. Yeah. How do I do this Dude. in Final Cut Pro? Is there a shortcut like, to this? Yeah. And there's like the simplest thing. How can I make this square look proportional? And it's like so hard to figure that out. Um yep. 
Like I, I could have just used. Got, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. Like, go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was going to say. Oh, I could have just done command option, whatever. Oh. Yeah. Exactly. But you have to. It's like a 20 minute video, and they explain it for like 10 seconds at like minute 14. <laughs> right. Just and right. Like, That's the worst part, right? Yeah. Um. Didn't you guys say you have one more host? Yeah, Aliyah. She is. Uh, unfortunately, she's not with us. She's in Philly. With She's on family. assignment in Philadelphia. <laughs> She's on assignment. Oh. No, I'm kidding. But, um, yeah, uh, yeah. She, I don't even know. She was seeing family or something. We don't know why she's there, but we're we're missing her. Um, Maybe she's just trying to get away from us. I, no, she's been away from us for like a month and a half. Maybe, maybe, maybe she's not really in Philly. She's just telling maybe she us just realized, she man, this month and a half has been been a relief to be right. away from us too. She's actually just sitting at home <laughs> watching <laughs> watching Netflix. She's, she just she's <laughs> the yeah, she's the one person watching the stream well, right now. You know what? <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> That's the sad thing because now it's down to zero, which means she's not. Oh, and I can't believe we should at least have Leah on watching, and she's not so. Well, this means we can joke about her while she's not here yeah, to defend herself. That's true. Our that's audience true. is primarily the podcast <laughs> listeners. We we do this live because we love this atmosphere and it's just raw. And then we just put it out as a podcast. That's where most people, I think, pick it up. But No, totally, um, yeah. We get an audience in here. But again, I think right now, this is our first one in over a month and a half. And I, I don't think... Yeah. That's our first one of 2023. They're like, oh, those oh, guys wow. are in there again. What is going on? I wish I wish I promoted it better. I, I saw the link like two hours ago. So I posted <laughs> it on my story like 16 minutes ago and nice. only like 49 people saw it. And that's okay. Well, I like think I said, the one first, yeah. I'll drop it as a podcast uh, on Tuesday. I'll send you the links for that too. And if you could pass that along, people. Of course. People yeah. There. That's where a lot of people. Would rather I think do the one person that. might actually be my mom. <laughs> Yay! Right now? Yay, Oma! <laughs> <laughs> no, just kidding. She doesn't watch anything I do. Uh, <laughs> she doesn't. She she doesn't approve of anything you've done. <laughs> no, she does not. <laughs> my mom doesn't watch the show either, but that's because she doesn't understand how to find it. Um, oh, yeah. so that's a different thing. Yeah. I showed her how to get to YouTube. I gave her an Apple TV. I try to teach her how to use the technology, but uh, oh, yeah, she's that's better. <laughs> that's better than having a mom who knows exactly how to find it and just choosing <laughs> right. to not watch it. I guess at that's least true. Yeah, <laughs> at least, at least your mom has an excuse, Jeff. Exactly. Yes, that's true. We know. <laughs> or Dusty. Or Dusty. Because <laughs> she manages to watch. She manages to watch her. Uh, you know, to get her church service on Sunday at home, so that she doesn't have to go in. So, and that's on YouTube. So, come on. I gotta find out. Come what's on. Going on there. So you're telling me your mom can figure it out for Jesus, but not us? <laughs> I guess. Wow. Not, not she can figure God. it out for she can figure it out for God's son, but not for her own son. <laughs> that's oh right. that's right. Oh my gosh. Yeah, what's that about? So tell us a little bit about uh about you, Ryan. We wanna I mean, I know that um you uh are doing stand-up now. I know that you were um a choir director or teacher mm -hmm. at one point tell us kind of what where did your journey how did this journey start and where how did you end up in in stand-up comedy from there yeah well um man every time i tell this story it, i feel like it gets more boring i i, I try to make it better <laughs> but as i'm telling i'm like oh my gosh if i was listening to this i would i would turn off the podcast um i'll try to make it shorter pretty much i was honestly like forced 
to go into stand up, I was pretty much forced to quit my job because oh. um, when the pandemic happened and we went into lockdown, you literally cannot do choir on online. I mean, you know, there's certain like for math or like English, it, it's not too different. But for choir, the best part about it is being physically in the room together and sure. making music and having that community. You know, that's the best part, and that's why. And and performances, you know, that's why I got to teaching choir, you know, not to teach music theory or whatnot. I mean, that's important, but that's not the main reason. So after two years of not being able to do that, you know, and having no choice, I had to find something else. And, and I was taking acting classes at the time, improv classes, and it just, I was slowly just forced, like just ripped from my passion for choir ripped away from me just slowly over time. And um, what is it? Um, if the pandemic never happened, I would happily still be teaching choir and hopefully one day be like a college choir professor. That was the, that was the dream for a, a, the longest time until pretty much two years ago. Yeah. Yeah. And so you, you were teaching high school. Is that right? High school. Yeah. I taught at a private Catholic high school. Awesome. Uh, yeah, I know a little bit about what you're talking about. I do video production full time as my regular job, animation, uh, and that kind of stuff. But I was teaching on the side at a at a media school here in Cleveland. And when the pandemic happened, I was teaching video production, like hands on with cameras and white balance and all this stuff. And they're trying to get me to do it through Zoom. Yeah, and people they don't have the equipment, and I'm I basically would give them assignments. I mean, I was able to teach some of the editing, editing uh, techniques and editing assignments I could give them, but they were shooting commercials on their phones and, you know, and some of them didn't even have computers. Uh, they were on yeah. their phone. So I, they would have to edit on their phones. And so I was like, these, these kids can't, they need to get into a studio so they can have access to this equipment and to the software um, and things like that. And so, yeah, it got really difficult. So I, I had to stop then too. Um, and it was hard. Yeah. Cause it's a lot of fun to do that. But I felt like I was kind of everything they were asking me to do. I felt like I was kind of cheating the students a little bit. You know what I mean? I felt like I, could, I can't give them what they are paying for kind of, you know, yeah. in this environment yeah. bad. So it is what well, it is. I didn't, know is uh, I didn't know that was an option, but <laughs> uh, yeah, I, we could go into zoom stand up, but I want to give you guys some juicy stories for your podcast. The principal actually had, like a, a big problem with me during this time too. So um, what is it? That also played a factor because I'm like, well, I don't even want to come back. Um, oh, no. It all started with a, a Zoom meeting. We had a faculty Zoom meeting and um, I was eating. Well, before the meeting started or maybe the meeting was in session. But anyways, but people had their screens off. People were driving. People were watching TV. So it driving. wasn't like everyone. Yeah, it wasn't like, everyone was paying attention and I was the only guy eating, you know, I'm like, okay, well we could multitask. It's one of those meetings. And he pretty much chewed me out in front of everyone. And, and, you know, and I got it. I, I'm like, you know what? I, I, I understand. So I apologized and whatnot. But then after that, I think he had like, he held like a grudge because he like, I had me come to his office and he put me on probation for like these things that happen like, last year and the details were twisted the wow. worst one was 
I had a choir Instagram where I would post like funny videos from rehearsal and the student commented, I'm dead with a skull emoji, which yeah. means this is so funny. It's right? funny, right. right. Yeah. Yeah. He called his, his parent. he called their, his parents and said, is your son suicidal? Oh, come on. Because, right. I'm I mean, like, it is. That's when I know new... like, like really like, so it's obviously like a power happen. trip. Yeah. So that also made me like, oh, eh, I'm not really feeling this either. Yeah, yeah. I don't blame you. Wow. All you were doing was like mukbang or ASMR. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> right? I mean, <laughs> like if you didn't like it, just turn it off. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, um, I think he wanted to use me as an example, but. I don't know. I don't know. And also it was, it kind of hurt a lot because I did a bunch of stuff outside of what I had to do, like spend money out of my pocket. I was editing all these videos, extra rehearsals, all that. And you know, like I didn't really feel appreciated either. So yeah. But the funny thing is when I told him, when I told him I'm not going to come back, he's like, I, I think I was like pretty effective at my job, especially compared to the choir teachers they had in the past. Uh, when I told him I wasn't going to come back, he says, what can I do to get you to stay? <laughs> Maybe not be. You said, uh, <laughs> you can leave. <laughs> <laughs> so, crazy. yeah. Well, how, so how did stand up then start? Were, 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 were you doing that online or was there, or was we, we starting to come back into, into, into venues real again? World. When you started? How did, how did, yeah. Yeah. How did no. Stand up. I started over Zoom. Um, I pretty much took a stand up class because I really enjoyed taking improv classes, but I was getting tired of them. But I still wanted to do something comedy related, so I took a stand up one on one class with a guy named Marshall Givens on um, uh, with Second City, and oh, wow. um, it was like a five week class, and we just wrote like three minutes of material every week. And um, but the funny thing is. I realized when I was in that class, I'd been kind of doing stand-up for a very long time because in high school, college, um, even middle school, I was always put in positions where I had to recruit people or I had to go into a, a room full of people I never met and kind of sell them something or recruit them for something or give a pitch for something. Um, like in college, I was in charge of recruiting people into the choir program, but you know, if you're a college guy, you don't care about choir, you know? So I knew that. So I just tried to make everything as funny as possible. And I wrote down everything that I was going to say, and I tried to make it as funny as possible. And I would like, I would like kill, like everyone in the room would laugh. Um, they would laugh harder than me doing stand up today. And, um, <laughs> so I realized that, Oh, I've been doing stand-up. I just was talking about choir, and now I can just talk about whatever I want. You well, if they, were laughing harder, if they were laughing harder then, have you ever been tempted to just, like, Recycle walk into an open them. mic and, and just pitch the choir uh, recruitment <laughs> again? That, I mean, I that's, I never thought about it, but I'm, I'm curious. Like, what is happening? Know. Yeah, because... They have to understand. Yeah, I mean, there were like a lot of inside choir jokes too, but I should try it one day. And I mean, they don't laugh at me right now anyway. So, oh, I don't know. That's not 
That's not true, Ryan. I've seen I, I've seen some of your Instagram reels and clips. There's some funny stuff there. People are laughing. They're all laugh tracks. <laughs> <laughs> you, no. you <laughs> yeah. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. They're not yeah. laugh tracks. <laughs> He's putting his video editing skills to good use. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's That's more. Cool. That's why when you see the video, there's like two people in the audience, but it sounds like the laugh is coming from a stadium. From over there. <laughs> right. Wow, that's like a really big venue. That sounds like. <laughs> it's at a coffee shop, but it sounds like they're at the, the garden. Right. <laughs> now, I, I, yeah, I thought, I think some of that stuff is funny. I love your, your, I mean, every so there are a lot of people obviously doing stand-up comedy, but it really comes down to um, their delivery. Like there's some people who are just, they, they could tell the same joke as someone else, but the way they tell it and, and how no. they deliver it is just funnier. It's just, you just love to hear the way they do it. And I, I think I like your approach, especially when you feel like, or you, you, people are laughing, but they're not laughing as much as you had hoped. And then you get them laughing more by yeah. like calling them out on that, that kind of stuff, like 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 you're put out by. I just love that that oh, okay. that style of humor. I think it's just really funny. Well, I'm I'm glad you enjoy it because I think <laughs> that's kind of because um, that means one person kind of comes. Of <laughs> <laughs> well, that's why because that's kind of like a nuanced sense of humor, you know. Like it's not it like a classical like setup joke, setup joke, setup joke. Um, so. You know, yeah, I and I also have a very dry, self-deprecating sense of humor. Um, but sometimes it gets too self-deprecating, so people start to feel uncomfortable. And <laughs> it always and then that works funny too. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, that's true. The best situation for me is when half the room gets it and the other half don't. Mm. That's and that's when I enjoy it the most because. Because it has like that tension, you know, like, and I love that vibe of like, half the people are like, oh, yeah, I know what this guy's doing. It's, it's funny. And the other half of the room's like, like, this guy's an idiot. Why is he? Why is he? Why is he here? You know, all these guys that are laughing must be his family members. <laughs> you know. But they aren't because your mom won't come to the show, you said, right? Exactly. <laughs> well, it's just all. My, it's, whole bunch of aunties and uncles you know and cousins <laughs> but um thank you yeah i um i uh I, I definitely like it when i'm bombing but sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't but most of the times it works yeah but there are times where it doesn't work and it gets when it gets like eh, you know <laughs> well i i've been you're the first comedian we've had on uh and oh, the, he's the first like comedian we've had right like there's been other comedian comedian or had. yeah i don't think we've had a stand-up <laughs> not exactly you, sure. well, you, you guys think i'm a comedian oh, yeah um, <laughs> the uh um but I've, I've wanted to ask um because i i watch a lot of comedians through instagram i mean i think that's really where a lot of uh, a lot of people are going now to kind of like get their talent out there. And, I, and so I've been following several different people and I found, I, it seems like, it, is it, do you feel like it's tough to be a comedian these days or stand up comic? Because there's, there's like two, 
there's two, um, I guess, walls on either side that you have to avoid. One is that you have to avoid saying something that might offend a group of people. And then they will, and then, you know, that you have to be careful to find humor that isn't necessarily going to, you know, denigrate another person. But then on the other side, uh, even if you are not being offensive, there are people who will uh, rush the stage or I don't know if you saw the clip of the, um, I caught him oh, blanking geez. on her yeah. name Whoa. where no, he threw, it's a, it's a female comedian and they threw a beer. Oh, a beer I saw that. Yeah, her. I saw it. I saw and it. She's yeah. like, she's badass. Awesome. She picks it up and drinks it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And I was like, yeah. the presence of mind to do that was yeah. just like, great. It reminded me of that waffle, yeah. waffle uh, house person who like deflected Oh yeah, he just chair. caught the chair. Yeah. She oh, just, I didn't see that. But I saw yeah. the beer one. I'm like, holy cow, that probably could have, it might have, like that could have been worse. It was right. Beer, yeah. So it's like you do it hard. Yeah. Yeah. That I feel was... like it's a dangerous, a dangerous profession to be in now because of those kind of two extremes. And it's like, how do you ride that line in the middle where you can still be funny and not, yeah, anger people enough on either to get a beer right. thrown at you or canceled on Twitter? Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Twitter. Um. <laughs> I think that. Yeah, there was definitely a time earlier in the earlier stages when I was doing stand up where I was like, man, I don't want to be seen as a sellout. I don't want to be seen as a guy who's, you know, a hack for making Asian jokes. But I realized that most of the time, though, well, at least for me, uh, no, well, most of the, I, I realized that the people that do get mad at jokes like that, they tend to see everything in black and white. As in, if they just hear the word Asian in a joke, or if they just hear the word, if they just hear a race, if they just hear a stereotype, they automatically just go, you're a hat. They they don't really see the nuances of the joke, you know? They don't really see how the joke is being delivered, the content of the joke. They don't even want to analyze it. If they just, they're just kind of like trigger happy. So right. that's when I realized, well, that means no matter what I say, if I if I just talk about my race, which is Asian, they're gonna think I'm a hack anyway. So I realize like, oh well, as long as the reasonable people can kind of see what I'm doing, that's fine because they're logical. But I can't appease to a group of people that is, you know, illogical. I suppose so. Sure. That's kind of what sure. made it better. Funny story, actually. Um, I, um, there was a guy in my improv group who we're not, I'm not in an improv group anymore, but he would kind of say like, no matter what, if you use your, if you talk about your race, when you're doing stand up, you're a hack. So he was pretty much calling me a hack. Um, and we were at a restaurant, we we're at a Chinese restaurant and he was, we were just talking about how like, yeah, like it doesn't matter. Don't talk about being Asian, you know, even if you're Asian, cause that's hacky. Um, you shouldn't do that or something. And then he ordered, and I, and I thought that was, I, I thought this was funny. And then he ordered orange chicken and, and then, well, and then, but then he told me, yeah, you know, people think orange chicken is, is so stereotypical, but I'm like, well, if, it, if it's good and I like it, I'm going to get it. So I'm like, well, that's kind of what I'm sort of doing, you know, in a weird, in a weird, like metaphorical way. But I thought I was like, oh, well, I'm just kind of eating orange chicken, too, because I 
not because I think it's racist, but because I like it and I think it's funny. Yeah. So just like you're eating orange chicken because you think it's good, I'm saying Asian jokes in what I don't and th- in a way that I don't think it's stereotypical in a in a hacky way because I think it's funny. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, it, it's I mean, aren't you supposed to find kind of humor in in your life and where you are? And if that's who right. you are, I don't understand why you wouldn't. You know, especially you know when it comes to well, one of the first jokes I think I saw you tell was about a woman who asked if you were from North Korea or South Korea. Oh yeah, <laughs> and I, that's and then you you I won't like tell your joke for you, but I mean I just I loved that, that delivery made me just crack up, and I was just like, yeah. oh my god, it's so funny. I mean, just the, the funny things that people say, and I don't think the lady probably you know. She's just innocently right. asking. She's not trying right. to be racist or anything. Yeah, but, yeah. And you just handled it in like such a fun way. I thought it was pretty good. Yeah, yeah. And most of the times, uh, my, my jokes are kind of based off actual stuff I've experienced. So I've been asked if I'm from North or South Korea so many times, you know. And <laughs> I'm, and I'm always thinking to myself, like, like, wow, like <laughs> they really don't know that North Korea is like a place that you don't get to leave, you know, like it's like this crazy country with a crazy dictator who's like making people think he's a God. So I always thought that was funny. So yeah, yeah. they don't have a stand up exchange program with America or anything. <laughs> yeah. Like we, exactly. we send comedians over there. Or they send comedians here. We just, yeah. yeah. They, yeah they, they come over in balloons. Oh, oh. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. But, um, um, yeah, I think, uh, I, I think, and also I think all comedians of all races talk about their race, not because they're trying to find easy jokes, but because your race is such a huge part of your identity that, mm-hmm. I mean, black comedians talk about being black all the time. White comedians talk about being white all the time. Asian comedians talk about being Asian all the time. It's, it's, it's kind of a thing in stand-up. It's not like a new thing that just came out. It's been happening since pretty much the start of stand-up people talk about their lives and of right. course they're going to talk about their life and the perspective of the race they are so it's sure. kind of inevitable yeah i mean it wouldn't make sense if i started talking about like you know like being a black person or something is they should only talk <laughs> about being an asian person right the, i mean that's um, what you know best yeah yeah (laughs) i one of the things i've noticed a lot of videos from comedians now uh, there's there's a like a huge influx of crowd work videos like that's where people are i guess i don't know if it's just because audiences are getting more like vocal and like (laughs) out of control and so they're constantly having to like address that or or what but how how has your experience been as far as like hecklers and crowds and things like that when you're trying yeah. to engage? i think most comedians put up crowd work so they don't have to put up their material you know because mm. um like even for me i have some jokes that i put up where now a bunch of people heard it so now when they come see me and they, they already know the punchline. They already know the joke. So it's not as fun for them. Um, mm. So, but crowd work, it's different every time. And it's in the moment spontaneous. So it's just an, it's, it's just an easy way to get content without 
sacrificing your jokes in the sense that they won't be fresh anymore once you post it. Um, but you know, um, yeah, so I think that's crowd work, but I love doing crowd work too. I, um, I, I always enjoy doing crowd work. I try to do crowd work as much as I can. Not, and I'm never thinking like, oh, cause I need content, but it's just fun. I always like yeah. it when the audience is kind of involved in some way. Yeah. Do you, so have you had any like really negative heckler experiences or has it mostly been positive? Yeah. My mom threw a, a beer can at me. <laughs> um, you know, I didn't have a weird, no, no, I definitely had weird ones, but nothing that I can think of where it was like hateful. The weirdest one was I was at, um, it was at a diner, which had a, a theater room in the back. Uh, what was the diner called? It was some, some deli longers, I think some deli, some famous deli. Um, and the comic before me was yelling at this woman because she, and, uh, but she had a boyfriend and the boyfriend started yelling at the comic and they almost got into a fight. And I, and I wow. stopped it. Oh, I didn't stop it. I was like, Hey, come on, come on, guys. I was trying to calm down the comedian. It's okay, guys, whatever. So it cooled down. And then I was up next. And then I, as a joke, I said to the woman, Hey, I, I, I came to your rescue. You know, I, I helped you out back there. I think that was pretty brave. And, and she was really drunk, but she came up on stage and she started dry humping my legs, <laughs> but no one would help me. And, and, oh, I, no. and I didn't know what to do in that position either. So I just stood there and she was really drunk though, but she was like really dry humping my leg. And, and that went on for like 30 seconds of me, of everyone oh, wow. in the room just silent and me silent too. <laughs> and we just heard like the, her, her jeans rubbing the, against my the rubbing of the yeah, like this sound oh my gosh yeah but that was the weirdest one I wish I recorded it that was the one night that I decided not to record yeah yeah that that would have been and her, and her boyfriend just sat there and watched this and listened to this or happen just, kicked out by I think the boyfriend got was, kicked out okay yeah. oh so he was kicked out yeah but he was she stayed out. she stayed yeah that's oh, funny. okay. I, I think wow. you probably hit on where where a lot of that kind of behavior comes from is that most of these events and venues there's quite a bit of alcohol, you know. Yeah, being served as well, and oh, so well, oh, and then oh. they're throwing they're throwing it at the at the comedian. So what are you gonna exactly. do? Oh, I know, I know. Um, let's see. Did I have another weird one? I feel like I did. Oh, no, 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 not that. No, I think, but that's the weirdest that's one. Weird. That's the weirdest one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I was going to say, I don't, I, I hope, I, boy, if there's anything weirder than that, I don't know if it's going to be okay to talk about it. So. <laughs> well, but, but that, uh, is, per- <laughs> that, that moment was the most intimate I've ever been with a woman. So <laughs> it was kind of nice, I guess. So always a silver lining. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Take the positive. Exactly. Uh, you know, that's. Did that, you get her number or no? No, no. She, uh, she said, uh, what did she say? She sobered up and then she realized <laughs> she wanted nothing to do with me. Yeah. No. Well, that's, that's another, uh, area of humor. I feel like that you are, uh, 
exceptionally funny at is the and that your your approach like the way you just delivered that just now was like <laughs> that's that's what i'm talking about i've seen a lot of your um like podcast episodes where you've got oh. uh women trying to help you work on your uh your talking to women game yeah and, uh, and jeff that was re- <laughs> jeff that was redundant yeah <laughs> um talking to women game is like uh pin number it's the same thing. <laughs> that's funny you don't have to <laughs> yeah i uh I, I find a lot of those really hilarious i actually was hoping Aaliyah was going to be here i thought maybe she would oh be a, she would have uh, been perfect uh, yes to help you great. with that well we could do it right now <laughs> well, I, I always uh the funny thing about that is i didn't do that for the podcast i've always done that ever since yeah. high school and not as a joke, always because I was genuinely like, no, I, I need help. But as they were helping me, I just thought it would be funny if I like kind of made it a little goofy. But sure. I always enjoy doing stuff like that. So I did that long before the podcast. But if you guys want to do one now, I, I would happily like to. And I always <laughs> I, I really am a horrible dater, though, like really I'm bad at dating. I actually got rejected just a week ago. Um, so it's, it's, uh, it comes, the curiosity and the want to do these improv exercises also come from a genuine, it's a genuine cry for help as well. You know? <laughs> well, I, I think the problem is that, um, well, I mean, Utah and I are both married, so it did work out for us at uh, eventually at one point, but I Look, still, you know, feel a blind like squirrel will find a nut somehow. Right. I, I wouldn't have any idea how to how to respond or like I couldn't play the other role because I don't know what they're thinking either. I've, I've been married for 30 years this year and you know I I love her to death. She's still a mystery though in some in some ways. Yeah, I bet. Yeah. I, I bet. I mean there's yeah. Um you're saying that because I, she's I, right I, next. No. She's right there. She's right there. <laughs> She's right over there. That Aaliyah was yeah. here because Aaliyah's young. Aaliyah. I feel like we could really give. Yeah, Aaliyah would be perfect for it. Yeah, that just yeah. means we have to have you back. Yeah, I, I, I'm always down. I love doing podcasts. Um, I'd be down and, and to meet Aaliyah. Um, well, I mean, I'll ask you guys. I think um, you guys talked to me for about an hour now. I think that my guess on why women don't find me attractive enough to date. You know, well, actually, like women might find me like like kind of uh, attractive at, at like a first glance level. But it's always when they get to know me better that I feel like I feel them slipping away. Um, and I think it's because. I'm just not I think I'm very not assertive <laughs> and women really like assertive guys. I get, yeah. I mean, I guess it depends on the woman. Yeah. I mean, it's hard to, and then how do you know, right? Which ones, because then you find one that you, and then you try to be assertive and they were somebody who didn't want anything to do with that. So you're, you're always, it's like a gamble every time, right? But I feel like assertiveness is like one of those universal traits all women like. Okay. Don't you think so? Don't you think all well, women but, would prefer an assertive, not like a, like a, like a abusive guy. Yeah, but not bossing, but someone, assertive yeah. guy. Not wishy washy, right? Just kind of right. Knows, yeah. I'm very wishy washy, but <laughs> the wishy washiness doesn't come from a place of insecurity. 
it comes from a place of I would rather have them be happy, I guess. Yeah, you genuinely, genuinely want to please them, right? You yeah, you genuinely exactly. want them. Yeah, yeah, but and they don't, I don't see it that way. Like that. Yeah, and it doesn't come off like that. Yeah, so. Well, I mean, I got to be honest. I don't know how it is with you and Kara in Utah, but here we have similar, just even the discussion of, you know, what show do you want to watch tonight or what food are we going to get? And it's like, if you're assertive and you know what you want and it's not what they want, then you're, you, you know, then, well, that's when you don't, you don't ask, you just say, we're going to watch this tonight or (laughs) we're going to have this for dinner. Yeah. Oh, maybe I should I do that. I just, I just sit here and I, I just kind of sit here and go, uh, yes, dear. <laughs> well, but the thing is, once that sounds you get good, married, dear. I feel like <laughs> once you get married, that's when women don't want you to be assertive anymore. <laughs> there's, there's that's like this weird you, kind of graph where yeah. it's like they want some assertiveness, but then it goes down once you're in, yeah. like, once you're engaged, and it goes down a little bit. And then once you're married, it's like what? way down there. Exactly. Once you're married, you just say yes, ma'am, and nothing else. It's a whole cliche where it is, right? What do you want to eat? What do you want for dinner? Uh, We're going to go out. We're going to go to fast food. What do you want for dinner? I don't know. What do you want? Um, I'll eat anything. What do you want? Okay. How about Arby's? No, I don't feel like Arby's. Oh, okay. How about Taco Bell? Well, no, I don't really. Taco Bell always makes me feel sick. Um, Okay. uh, Let's go to Wendy's. Like, no, Wendy's is. I don't like like redheads. Yeah. <laughs> and then right, it's, it's like, like well, well, I thought you said you didn't care. care. Yeah, and they just and it's just <laughs> circle forever. That's that's you think that's a cliche and it's but we have No, but it, it really like happens. That. Yes. But it goes the other way too. Like she asks me and I'm the same way. And I think like I think you're not wrong, Ryan. I think it does at least in our relationship, I feel like it does come from a place of, you know, we get frustrated with each other for not making a decision, but it it comes from a place of no, I really do want what you want. It's whatever makes you happy. At the same time, I still do have preferences that don't match every time. So it's like how do yeah, finding that balance is really difficult. Yeah. Yeah. And we are we well, we fight, not argue or fight, but we our conflicts are over like what show we're gonna watch because we have, you know, what we might have a couple of different shows that we're binging and so we'll sit down and it's like okay it's time to watch a show and it's like well which one yeah. do you watch? or which whichever and then it's like all well, right well, even having someone even having someone to have that argument with is a blessing yeah it is <laughs> not, <laughs> not even, i i yes no i 100 percent i can with watch that. whatever i want <laughs> but i would true. rather argue with someone about what's just, just, just to have a disagreement <laughs> I would rather have someone to be in a disagreement with 100%. than be alone you're absolutely correct yeah no that is a that is a goal to to achieve and to 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 seek out for sure no no question yeah but you know I come I came to peace with it I think some men are meant to traverse this this valley alone, and if that's my destiny, then so be it. <laughs> now, how, I've been, can, uh, how old you are? I'm 30. 30, okay. All right. So you're, yeah, you're just, I, oh, I'm old enough to be your dad. <laughs> um, uh, that, that was such a great reaction. Oh, you're 30, okay. Mm, yeah, well. <laughs> <laughs> I only 
always I always regret asking that question to people. Um, I don't know why that's I so it. encouraging, Jeff. I don't know why. <laughs> but um, well, you're yeah, you're older. You're a year older than me, so I don't want to even uh, know how that. Makes I am sense. the old man in the room. Yes. <laughs> oh, how old but are you five. guys? If you don't mind me asking. I turned I'm, well. Yeah, you go first, Jeff. Go ahead. <laughs> well, you're just going to make up a year after I give, give my... No. So I, yeah, I just turned 50 last year, so... Oh, wow. Oh, okay, yeah. okay. Wow. Yep, so I'll, be, awesome. I'll be 52 in March. And see, okay. and Aaliyah, Aaliyah is young. She's like 28 or whatever. She's the youngster in our group. So she's kind of like... So we're the old... Uh, we, we represent the nostalgic old part of the pop culture, you know, discussion... She's the new, uh, new blood coming in, uh, talking about, okay. you know, all that. Yeah. She, keep, she keeps us honest about whether or not the stuff that we're talking about is just, we're just blind. Does it hold up? Or yeah. if it's, is it still good? <laughs> Was it, okay. is, it, is it still really good or are we just blinded by our childhood nostalgia? Right. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, I was kind of thrown off when you guys said, do you know anything about the Civil War? And I was like, well, <laughs> um, well those I, were the days. <laughs> well, I was thinking, because this might actually be helpful, because in the future, if I do get married or engaged, I will have to meet my in-laws. And the first impression with the in-laws is very important. Well, so well, what if I... Number one, you should have a Hyundai Tucson. Oh, you didn't know that. Yeah, that was a fun That's one. great. That was, yeah, so, that, that was, yeah. <laughs> now, was that for Hyundai Korea? It was for the Asian channels in America. Oh, interesting. Okay. So, all the Asian channels in the United States, that's where it's going to air. Yeah. That's cool. All right. I, just, I, I was telling, I was talking to Jeff earlier. I found it, I find it interesting that Hyundai USA has basically the same commercial. Have you seen it where it's like uh, the family adopts a dog and the father just doesn't want a dog and it's like 1000 miles, but then they jump up to like 41,000 miles and oh. now the dad and the dog are grown up and older and they're best friends now, like playing fetch. So and it's I just a, found oh. it right. So I found I found it interesting that Hyundai did the exact same concept, except instead of a father and a dog, it's a father and the son-in-law. Right. Wow, I didn't know that. I You've played a fiance on TV now, so you you know you can. Oh yeah, that's true. You've been married on television, right? Or were you? <laughs> or were you just engaged in that? Were they married or fiance? Yeah, it wasn't. I, I think, no, we were engaged. We were engaged. Okay. okay. Yeah, so yeah. you're trying to impress the father-in-law in that, in that commercial. Exactly. So you got a little bit of practice. Yeah, a little bit of practice, but... Um, I like the fishing yeah, rod gig, gag at the end. That was cute. Oh, thank you. Well, the saddest part about that is um, Julianne, who plays my wife, or my fiance, I'm actually seeing her later tonight. We're going to watch uh, Bobby Lee at the Hollywood Improv. Oh, cool. But, yeah. So on set, she came. She comes up to me. She puts her hand on my shoulder, and I and she said, uh, "Acting like I'm in love with you was the most difficult acting challenge I have ever done." And I said, "Thank you, Julie." And I'm sorry. <laughs> she said, "I'm a I'm a method actor. Method, but even I have limits." 
<laughs> I don't believe it. Uh, <laughs> wow, she deserves an Oscar. <laughs> that's, that's, that's what, yeah, she she does. I, she, is she no. so she is it still method acting tonight when you guys hang out at the show or? <laughs> uh, probably. Or do, yeah. do you not know? Is it hard to tell? <laughs> yeah. Well. Um, I'm probably still gonna be method acting. Uh, she, I owe, um, I, I, I owe her some money, and she, I said I won't give it back until we meet in person. So yeah, see, there you go. No, that's fair. That's fair. Hey, yeah, all's fair in love and war. That's so. true. Wish I could experience the love part. Yeah, well, <laughs> the, the civil war was overrated. <laughs> It was neither civil nor war. Nor war. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, that's so funny. Oh my gosh. Well, no, good luck with that. I hope that, I mean, this sounds like maybe you guys are just going as friends, but you never know. Like my wife and I started out as best friends. You never know. That's, oh. that may be where it, where it starts. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, if she can act like she's in love with me, maybe she'll be able to. Love me in real life as well, but I mean, you know, a lifetime of method that's happened before. That's possible. Right. I mean, I don't know. She said, she said I played a, an octopus in my last Shakespearean play playing a woman who loves you. <laughs> Tougher than that. <laughs> it's easier to pretend I have multiple appendages. than. <laughs> And to look at you and smile without <laughs> grimacing. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, the real question is though, then the, the actor who plays your father in law, uh, was he method acting too? Or, <laughs> oh, <laughs> um, I know I, 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 I do well with parents, I, I do well with everyone oh. except romantic except. partner. Except oh. romantic partner. I really don't so, get it, guys. It's so you're the guy, you're the guy that they want to take home to the, you're the guy they want to take home to meet mom and dad, but that's it. <laughs> well, <laughs> like it's it, it, I, like I I uh he, I do I just I'm just very smooth and charming and charismatic when I talk to like parents, but when I had when I'm talking to the the my partner or a, a perspective romantic interest that's when it all goes to shambles yeah mm. yeah and and i i don't think the recommendation of pretending your date is their parents would work that just seems really creepy <laughs> right, right. i mean i yeah. tried i tried something similar i'm like what if i treat her like my friend my friends like me so i i'll try to treat her like that i try to i try to fool myself and try to incorporate some Meissner acting styles, but <laughs> I don't know what it is. I just. Well, I feel like I, that's, I mean, and I guess it depends on the woman, but it's like, I feel like that's, like I said, my wife and I were friends before, you know, of course she'll tell you that she, I guess she tells the story that that's not how it was, that she was interested from the start, I guess. How funny um, her story is different than yours, Jeff. Huh? Yeah. I, <laughs> And that's not to say I wasn't also interested. My point is that we were just friends, though. Like we weren't 
pursuing that kind of um I think, I think ba- based on her story you you were just totally clueless and she just had to smack that's you upside the head says, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah i think i think that's how that goes yeah yeah um and i'm I just mean, sitting back with my popcorn Woo. <laughs> <laughs> they, uh, that's how far back we go <laughs> but, but we were, I mean, we were best friends. We were doing all kinds of stuff as friends and it just kind of happened. You know what I mean? Like it wasn't, uh, you know, I don't know. Well, that's what confuses me, you know, cause I wouldn't mind having a, a relationship start out of friendship, but what's the difference between a platonic girl boy relationship and a relationship where two people are agreed to date each other? I think the pressure is off. And you can be yourself. Like you were saying, it's a lot easier for you to talk to a friend than a romantic interest. Like when we take that off the table, well, it's kind of like, do you ever see when Harry met Sally? And he's, the whole joke is that when men and women can't men be friends. Men and women can't be friends. But if you take that romantic interest off the table, maybe we can just be friends. You're and then you start right. to realize, I want to be with my friend forever. And I think we should be more than friends and then it kind of blossoms from there maybe i don't know that's a great point I don't know but men, <laughs> yeah. no but that makes sense but i think men or women they want to have that status like we are dating because it's more mm-hmm. secure and safe right. and wow yeah. it's interesting that's what i that's what i need to change yeah, yeah. just be I got friends nothing. I got nothing. <laughs> you know i I just, I just, I, I just sit here in the attic with my toys and my collectibles. Oh, family uh, downstairs. And and then at some point, I go downstairs and actually interact with my family. Oh, okay. Well, then I come back upstairs. (laughs) If I thought of it, if I thought of it beforehand, I could have asked my daughters for some advice to give you. But I, I so, uh, so I have three daughters. One of them is married now, and. yeah, that was an interesting process. Um, <laughs> yeah. and, Why? But it was an interesting process. Just as it, it was just, you know, cause now she doesn't live here and it's just, it's odd. Like it's just a, it's just a, a process of like realizing that she lives somewhere else and that someone She's else is taking care of her now. And, um, and it didn't, it didn't help that when they were, that when they were dating, uh, during the pandemic, my daughter was diagnosed with Hodgkin's lymphoma and she's fine now. Um, but she did have to go through chemo and all that stuff during the pandemic. And, and I'm her dad, you know, and I want to take care of her. I want to be the one who protects her. And she had him too. And so I'm like, you know, and I'm grateful that she did have him. And I think that he was great at helping her get through that, but it's hard to watch as a father and be like, somebody else is doing my job <laughs> right right the fact that you had to defer was very difficult that's oh something, yeah yeah that's not something that you're used to yeah right right but he's a great guy yeah. just yeah. Yeah. now but yeah he's, he's wonderful it's, it's, yeah it's, i bet it's, it's hard because you know you'll do everything you can to help her so you know that for sure but it's hard to think well would, would, would anyone else be willing to do more than me or just the same amount yeah um well, hopefully, we'll, well, you guys both have that person already, but hopefully I'll have someone that may be willing to do that for me. Yeah, absolutely. 
We're gonna start. We're gonna start a hashtag. We need to start well, a hashtag. I mean, you started. This started out. I think you were kind of getting around to asking like what it would take to to impress the fathers, and I think for me that's what it is. I need to know that you care about her enough to that you know what I mean that you. I, as far as I'm concerned, you will never care about her more than I do, but I want you to try to convince oh. me that you would. Do you know what I mean? Well, why don't we try that? What if I was uh, your, uh, one of your daughter's fiance and my goal is I have to prove to my father-in-law that I'm going to protect his daughter and love his daughter as much as I can. So this is like the first dinner okay. and I'll try to convince you and you can this tell is- me if, uh, yeah. You could tell this me if I did a good a job. Lot. This is sounding a lot like the the plot for Megan, the movie that just came out. <laughs> where the doll where the doll is like tasked with protecting the little girl at whatever cost and starts murdering people. First advice, don't go as far as Megan to protect her. That's what we, that's not how far. <laughs> that's that that would that's not impressing uh, the father is is what you're saying. Uh, one of my one of my students by the way. Be around long to to take care of her. You'll be in, in prison. By the way, Vance Vasquez is one of my stu- old students. Oh look at that! Hey, hey thanks for Very watching. Cool. He's my biggest fan. <laughs> that's um, pretty awesome. See that 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 speaks a lot that students are still seeking you out well, even tell, after right. I mean, it's, it definitely says what kind of teacher that you were. Yeah. Well, I think it's because they they probably think I'm going through like a midlife crisis. So it's kind of like <laughs> watching a bad car accident. You want to look away, but you can't. So they're drawn well, maybe, to me. Oh, maybe this is what you should. It should be a reality show, and you should just like just record your descent into whatever you're descending into because <laughs> like you said maybe maybe people would just can't turn away there you go <laughs> see that's true that speaks volumes no we need to put that all just... we need to put that all over the place i think women Vance. would love to date the i think people women would love to date the greatest music teacher of all time <laughs> yeah i know but- you need a, you need uh, Vance to be your hype man. That's what that's you what need a need. hype man. I think Vance is your hype man. Out of the three hundred students I taught, only one of them came. Only out. one showed up. <laughs> well, Vance is Vance is the real one. Thanks for being here, Vance. I, I think yeah. I think what if we did? So you've given me an idea, you two. What if what if we'd started a reality show? It could be on the online. Uh, called Mary Ryan Koo. And we could have different, you know, people kind of in and practice, you know, you could practice on different women to try to find something in common. And you know what I mean? It doesn't work or whatever, but it could be, yeah. it could be an interesting experiment for you to be kind of see what's working and what isn't. Cause I guess my first question is where are you, where are you meeting? Like, how do you meet? I mean, obviously you met one on, on a job uh, together, but uh, yeah, where do you, uh, do you get a chance to go out and, and kind of um, meet people or are you busy doing this all the time? I didn't date anyone for the last, for six years. So mm. I recently went on the apps like two months ago and I went on like one date with a girl, but I don't think the apps are for me. I, 
I always um, but the app you have to have a killer opening line, you know. So I always, if I match with someone, I always say, "Hey, are you a transformer? Because I think you're a hot toe bot." And none of them ever respond. So if they're not going to respond to a killer line like that, there's no hope. <laughs> Standing ovation from Utah. I need, <laughs> I need, I need to write that down because holy cow, that's fantastic. You know what? I mean, there's a specific audience. There's a specific uh, type of of woman that you're looking for that would that would respond to that, right? And they're they're probably someone who's already who's a Transformers fan or at least gets the reference right off the bat and doesn't have to think about it or Google it. Um, so I will, I will say this, um, out of the two dates I went on, one of them asked me if I was on the spectrum. So I think I'm also doing, is that a multivitamin? So I don't know what I'm doing or saying, but I think I'm kind of giving off that vibe as well. So interesting. <laughs> what do you guys think? Did you guys, can you guys see how some people may perceive me that way based on our no. interactions? I, not no, personally. I, no, I perceive you as a pretty cool middle-aged Asian guy. So, you know, <laughs> <laughs> and this and this is coming from an old Asian guy, so I'm not sure if that's <laughs> quite the compliment you want to look for. But <laughs> yeah, well, there's maybe she, was she asking about cable spectrum cable? Maybe that was it. <laughs> I don't know. No, they're the worst. They're the worst. Maybe that's why it didn't work out. She was. She actually uh, was was referring to to the cable. She was company. referring to the spectrum of cable company, and she had a bad experience. Yeah. Therefore, well, I'll say this much: if I ever see her again, she won't be getting a box of chocolates from me. There you go. That's the spirit. <laughs> that was being assertive oh, yeah. too. So good on yeah, you. There you go. <laughs> just, just yeah. If you're did assertive you on the way out. Did you guys get that reference? So that was the Forrest Gump reference. Right. right. There's a box of because you never know okay. what you're going to. Yeah. I said that to uh, uh, someone else recently, but they I don't think they got it. Yeah. <laughs> Had they seen the See, movie? That's what or I no? mean. Sometimes it's too dry. Uh, probably right, right. not. But that's what I mean. Like that's like that's really dry. You know. So, of course, if I'm you were you if you were making Forrest, if you you were sounding like Forrest Gump, that may have been why she asked if you were on the spectrum. <laughs> I don't know. That's fair. Like that's that's fair. He well, that's an interesting point because um, people, I don't think I have an attractive voice either. Like, I'm not, this is not a joke. Two people that don't know each other on two separate occasions said, I sound like a gay robot. <laughs> what? I don't even know what oh. that means. <laughs> I know, you, but I mean, if two different people wait, wait, said it. You don't sound like C3PO. <laughs> right. Well, that's I sound like C3PO. <laughs> Oh my I god! Sound like if C3PO had a homosexual chip in his <laughs> his uh, programming. Oh my that god! Is, <laughs> that's that is that is the weirdest thing I've ever heard somebody say. Like that would be how to take that. Do, you, uh, do I, you, uh, I don't know either. Do you have the same sort of speaking voice? Uh, do, do you speak Korean? And do you have the same? Outside of the commercial, because I know that you spoke Korean in the commercial, but do you do you think you sound the same in Korean? Do you sound like a gay robot if when you speak Korean too, or 
No, in Korean, I don't think I do. But when I speak English, I don't know why, but I talk kind of slow. It's kind of monotonous and it's kind of like nasally. So okay, maybe yeah. that's why. But, but who I mean, knows? Lots of people I mean, like that. well, are they all <laughs> single like me? <laughs> well, that's a good question. That should be a problem. I don't know. Maybe. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but. So let no. so kind of uh, I'm gonna kind of move the subject back to what Utah said there, and that you uh, that you spoke Korean in the commercial. Um, did you so did you grow up in Korea and moved here? Did you grow up here? Like, how, what was your where did you? And was it North yeah. Korea or South Korea? <laughs> <laughs> it was it was East Korea. <laughs> that's I heard that's the best Korea is the East. Yeah, Korea. yeah. <laughs> I uh, I was born in South Korea. Um, I moved to LA when I was seven years old, and I've been here ever since. Um, I didn't really use I where I grew up. Not a lot of Korean speakers, so I kind of lost a lot of it. And I mm. um, and I didn't go to Korean school because I didn't like it. Yeah, so I was born in Korea for a good chunk of my life, but I lost a lot of that culture because when I moved here, I was just there weren't a lot of Korean uh, people around me. So I was just kind of immersed, forced to kind of adopt. And like, I grew up with a lot of Filipinos, Mexicans, Armenians. I actually grew up in Glendale. So oh. I probably have a lot of those cultures in me. Yeah. That's interesting because that, that kind of reflects my experience. I moved, I was born in Taiwan and moved oh. here uh, to America with uh, when I was three. Okay. And so I've been basically, I basically grew up here in, in America. And so, um, I don't have a lot of Taiwanese culture kind of oozing out of me. Um, and I also don't speak a lot of Taiwanese if at all. So if somebody, if a Taiwanese, if Hyundai came up to me to do a Taiwanese ad, I would have butchered it. Off completely. <laughs> I would have asked them, I would have asked them, can you just do that CGI thing with my mouth and have somebody else do voiceover? Well, cause there's yeah. no way I'm going to, I, <laughs> well, um, when I say "annyeonghaseyo" uh, in the in the spot, and uh, my accent's really thick, so native Korean speakers will know. Oh, this guy—he's um, not a native speaker. Yeah, <laughs> this guy is not native. Yeah, yeah, he's a fraud. Is that the only line you have in there? No, I have a lot of lines. It, well, actually, funny thing is, I was supposed to only speak Korean in that spot, but I think my Korean was so bad they told they switched it to English. <laughs> No, they seriously. Yeah, during the edition, I only spoke in Korean. And at the callback, he said, you know what? We're going to speak in English instead. Yeah. Interesting. Wow. It's funny that you guys are sharing that because Utah has been in a car commercial too. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right? No, but just, yeah, just a, a local TV spot for a local Subaru <laughs> dealer. That's all. And wow. I didn't have... I didn't have any lines. I just, you know, shook somebody's hand. And of course, and the funny thing is, is... The casting call was for a diverse group of people. And there was one other Asian woman. There was an uh, Asian woman about my age there. And then there was a younger Asian uh, man. And they had him looking at like the Civic R, of course, because, you know, oh. I wouldn't look for a Civic R. The young Asian guy would. Oh. <laughs> but then when it came to we need we need a couple here to talk to this 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 car salesman. They paired me with the Asian woman to be the couple talking to the car salesman because about the minivan, right? Or, 
<laughs> I don't know what it was. I kept on talking about the Civic R, you know, whatever. <laughs> That's funny. But uh, yeah, so yeah, I guess I guess we have that in common too. Except yours is like all over Asian U.S. Oh. and mine's just. Here in Northeast Ohio. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well, still, that's that's still good. I mean, a lot of actors it, would kill to have that role. It was fun. It was fun. And I got paid for the day. So, you know. Yeah. I can't complain. That's, they didn't give me a car, though. Did you get a car? Did Hyundai no, give you a Tucson? No. Okay. See, you know, what is this? Right. I feel like, I feel like we need to write to, to these car companies. But, you know, <laughs> Subaru's Japanese and Hyundai's Korean. So, I don't know what what leg we'd have to stand on. Hyundai Tucson was a nice car, though. I was really surprised by the interior. Yeah, and it looks really cool. I was like, oh, wow, I wouldn't mind having this car. But Did they have a stunt driver or anything, or were you actually doing yeah. driving? Uh, no, well, we had, we, our car was carried by a rig, like a huge oh. rig. Yeah. So, so yeah. I was driving, but... We were on, you know, do you see a James Corden's uh, Carpool Karaoke? Yeah, 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 yeah. It was yeah. kind of like that. It's like that? Yeah. Like a trailer. Okay. Yeah, exactly. On a trailer. Yeah. That's fun. Gotcha. Okay. <laughs> the magic of television. Exactly. Yeah. They were so, telling me to uh, open my, uh, make, if I, they asked me if I could make my eyes bigger. Because when I smile or laugh. Oh, come on. Really, well, the director was Asian, so I knew it wasn't a racist thing. Okay. It was like, oh, oh, right, right, right. We have really good cameras, but we can't, we can't zoom in enough for it to look big. So he was like, if you can, make me. So I was trying to like laugh with, without making my eyes big, but I just looked weird doing it. Yeah, yeah, because in your light, it look it looks like you're putting in the effort to do something. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I hear you. <laughs> That's funny though. Oh my god. So, um, speaking of things that you guys have in common, I'm gonna. We were just talking to Utah. He's in a he's in a production of SpongeBob the Musical here locally oh, uh, wow. in Cleveland. And I know that you're 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 an actor. You're obviously uh, a musician and can sing. Have you considered, have you ever done musical theater? Is that something that you would consider if it came along or you would audition for? You know, um, maybe, maybe. I feel like musical theater, you need to have a lot of like bubbly energy. And I'm not sure. I mean, I, I, I'd be willing to try it out, but definitely it will be putting me out of a comfort zone for sure. I, yeah. I gotcha. Yeah. No, that makes sense. But I'd be interested. Makes, yeah. Makes sense. I was just curious because you've got the, you, you do the acting and the singing. I wondered if you'd combine the two. Yeah. Um, yeah. I wouldn't, I wouldn't mind. That's for sure. But I, I definitely wouldn't be like, uh, I would prefer to do just acting or just stand up or just sure. singing. Yeah. 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 I never got into musical theaters for some reason. I'm not sure why. Yeah. It's not for everybody. Nah. Right, right. I mean, I love it. I think it's great. And I have huge respect for anyone who does it. Yeah. yeah. But um, I, I just never got into it. Yeah. Well, we are coming up on time. I, Ryan, it's been awesome. I'm so glad that you came to spend time with us tonight. And I really appreciate that you took time out of your day to do that. Um, as yeah. you just said, I would love to have you come back. Uh, yeah. Maybe we'll, maybe we'll have to do... Uh, you know, an episode of uh, Mary Ryan Koo. You can come on 
Aliyah can give you some advice from the female persuasion. And uh, yeah, would love that. That's right. That's right. We could you know, do have an episode called. We'll have an episode called "Coup for You." Oh, <laughs> there we go. I like that. Yeah, yeah. I would. Uh, any help is appreciated. <laughs> well, we'll figure it out. We'll help you. <laughs> but um, I uh, do need to let our audience know a couple of quick things before of we course. go. I um. It is uh, almost March, which means it's St. Baldrick's time, which is the time that I shave my head. And I'm actually going to shave the beard if we raise what? money. Not all the way, not to a, like a bare face, but just all the way. No, none of us will recognize you if you do that. <laughs> you know, well, this is what I've been growing out since, uh, you know, what I think last time I shaved was in the summer. But uh, yeah, St. Baldrick's is great. It's uh we're donating, we're raising money for pediatric cancer research. So if you uh, could um, be interested in doing that. See you, Ryan. You got to go. Yeah. Oh, no, I'm saying bye to Vance. Oh, oh. bye, Vance. Bye, Vance. He stayed. <laughs> he, was, he was the mystery one listener. Yeah, that's right. So this is the <laughs> QR code that uh, you can scan. Um, I put it in a very strategic spot so that you can, uh, you know, aren't distracted. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, if you are watching us on YouTube, um, if you're listening to us on the podcast, it'll be in the show notes. Uh, check that out. Any, any amount donations and I will, everything will be shaved March 10th and all the money goes to raise money for pediatric cancer research, which of course uh, is uh, how my uh, daughter was. Um, life. Where did Utah go? <laughs> exactly right um anyway so there's that i'll, uh, I'll move it now here you go. Uh, i could have put that anywhere i don't know why it ended up there. um i feel honored and privileged to have yeah. a qr code so we uh we're back people we've got shows again every week we are also what? uh combining with uh combining forces with our good friends at the promptly written podcast for another crossover episode where we will be writing short stories with those guys reading them oh, here on right. our show and then listening to theirs on their show so you have to listen all and the prompt did you see the prompt utah uh, i've the not prompt, seen the prompt no uh the prompt is world gone geek oh clever of them he just decided to make it world gone geek so they didn't do a poll i was gonna I had, I had plenty of prompts for them yeah, no, they didn't do a poll. So World Gun Geek is the prompt. So be sure to okay. tune in for that. That's coming up uh, very soon uh, in uh, in March. We'll be we'll be they'll be on the show and we'll talk to them. Um, once again, That's Ryan, I can't thank you enough for being here. It's really a pleasure talking to you. Um, You've been I'll awesome, continue. Ryan. Um, thank you, guys. Anything, yeah, I enjoyed it. Is there anything you want to tell folks, like where you're going to be next? What type of you know where they can find you on the internet and all that kind of stuff? Yeah, totally. Um, you guys can find me on all social platforms that I have at Hankyoku, which is spelled H-A-N-K-Y-O-L-K-O-O. -O. Um, my website is www.hankyoku.com. And um, I'm actually going to be attending a NACA conference, which is like a, a showcase where you do a lot of colleges all oh, over the nice. nation. So I'm hoping to start hitting the road soon. And so hopefully I'll have some tour dates out and I'll be in like states outside of California 
So you could follow, keep up with that on my website or Instagram. Yeah. Cool. Awesome. Yeah, we'll keep an eye on it. And if you're going to be in Ohio, please let us know. We'll figure out a way to try to get down there. I hope you hit Ohio. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, What's the club in Ohio? Ohio, Come to Ohio State. That's only about two hours away from us. We could go down there. Or Cleveland State here in Cleveland. Wow. Yeah. yeah. We'll come see you. We'll we'll come see if you come to Ohio. (laughs) Um, You guys will be willing to drive two hours for me? Sure, why not? Yeah. Maybe Hashtag you two hours for the coup. <laughs> <laughs> but no, yeah, we would um that's not far away. And we both uh we both have uh friends and folks that we can visit in Columbus because we both went to Ohio State down there. Uh, so, I have no okay. friends in Columbus. I have no you don't friends. have any friends down there anymore? Or are you joking? In Columbus? No, I'm just, yeah. I'm just <laughs> okay. I was gonna say you probably have more I, friends down there than I do, even. <laughs> um I tended to not make a lot of friends when we were in. No, I'm kidding. Uh, uh, so that was after you met Lee. <laughs> thank you for listening. We are World Gun Geek. We're available pretty much anywhere. Uh, there's a social network uh, as at World Gun Geek. That's TikTok, YouTube, Twitch, Facebook. We're actually on all three Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch tonight. And there's two people watching, but we are out there. <laughs> we broadcast Whoa. on all. Just because we wanted to get it out there. And again, we like this raw atmosphere. We hope more and more people will come watch live. But we also are very, very appreciative of you listening to the podcast right now. You guys are keeping this going and we really, really are grateful for your presence. So wow. follow us on TikTok, Indeed. follow us on all the fun things. I haven't I said TikTok, but we haven't TikToked in like a year. But uh, you know, if we get more followers, maybe I will. <laughs> we'll do this sure. live on TikTok. I, I don't care. If what? Uh, uh, well, we need a thousand yeah. followers and TikTok. We you have to have a thousand to go live, and we're at seven. Oh, 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 oh! I gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. There's yeah. two people watching the live stream. Yeah, according to me, I can see one is watching on YouTube, one's watching on Twitch. Wow, so that's, cool. that's more. Yeah. That's two more people that love that don't love. Then oh, there's that two more people than who loves me. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> Ryan, we love you. We are grateful <laughs> you here. Uh, well, Utah, nice. thanks again. It was Yo, great to be back, back with you. And uh, we'll be back uh, with another guest and more geeky talk and pop culture. And we hope to see you there. Thanks, guys. We'll see you. The Podcast is Real is a World Gone Geek production.